Hello, everybody. Welcome to the collective show with Ashley Mack, uh, energy healer, a woman's circle facilitator, and a Akashic record reader. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I'm happy for you to be here. So tell us a little bit about your story and how you came to cultivate these new gifts and teachings of how you do Akashic Record Reading, Energy Healing, and a Woman's Circle Facilitator. Um, so I got started in this entrepreneurial journey about seven years ago uh, when I became a mom. I dipped my toe into the entrepreneurial world and then over time, I started expanding my curiosity in spirituality and working in kind of this realm and this space of time. And so I think it was probably around 2018, maybe early 2018, where uh, I started getting these intuitive hits, these intuitive nudges that I was here to create something but bigger than I was doing at the time. I was here to create change in a different way. And so that is really when I started to tap into my higher self, my intuition, and started listening to those messages that were coming in. Um, and it took me some time. It took me some time to be able to quiet down that that mind, that, um, that overactive mind that I think most people can um can resonate with and uh really quiet those those noise down the external noise down to really listen in to the guidance that i was receiving and when my spiritual gifts came in when i was able to quiet my mind if i felt like they came in like a freight train and so then i was trying to sift through all of these gifts and all of these upgrades that were happening into what I was really here to do and what I was really here, how I was really here to serve. That is how I naturally got into energy healing, um, bringing women together in connection and community. It was really, really important to me. And Akashic Records, um, being that intuitive guide for others, connecting into the Akashic Records and, and bringing clarity and guidance and direction for myself and for others in doing that. I love that. I love to hear that. When you were learning how to use these gifts, what, what was the process of your intuition telling you? Like, how was your emotional state feeling? How was your intuition kind of guiding you towards this? Yeah, so I think the key was for me to create the time in my day. I was very busy, new mom. Um, I was working full time up until this point. I was on I was on leave with my son. And I think just being intentional about creating that space in your day to allow the quietness to come in because it's in the quiet. That's where your intuition is really guiding you. That's where she's whispering to you the messages. And it's really was up to me on listening to those messages that were coming through and then acting on them. So taking that divine inspired action and acting on those messages and just surrendering and trusting. I think that was probably the biggest lesson. It's a lesson I still continue to learn um, is surrendering and trusting to the guidance that is coming in is for our highest and greatest good. And so being able to um, sift through everything that was coming in and it was really helpful for me to have mentors in my life at the time to help me discern you know what is my truth what is my intuition and what is my ego because when you're beginning this process of tapping into your intuition your ego your logical brain is very very noisy and loud and so it takes a lot of spiritual guidance and direction to quiet that part of you, to tap into that soft, gentle, loving messages that are coming through, which is your intuition, your higher self communicating to you. 
I completely agree. So as a woman's circle facilitator, you teach how to use your intuition and your feminine energy and ground and find within. In all of my um, offerings and connections with women, I predominantly work with women. I've created a pathway and this pathway was, was downloaded to me by my spiritual team. And really what this pathway is for, it's for women to be able to step into their personal and spiritual journey, wherever they're at on that path, because we're all walking this path at different times and at different levels. And so this pathway um, is really about that deeping that spiritual and personal journey. And so as a women's circle facilitator, um, I do this in group, I do this one on one. And it's really teaching women how to tap into their intuition, how to quiet that external noise, how to let go of the expectations that women have been so conditioned within us to be, to strive harder, to work harder in order to succeed, to, you know, struggle and have all of those competing priorities on feeling like it's all on them. When in fact, there's a different way, there's a more easeful way that of living. And this pathway is, um, is, is that answer to allow women to kind of take their foot off the gas pedal and ease into their life. And within the pathway that I've created, it gives them those tools to do that so they can break free from that and relax into it from a more loving and peaceful state. From experience, I had to juggle masculine and feminine energy for most of my life until up to now. I'm now starting to really seek into my feminine divine energy and what it means to me and how I'm going to use that to cultivate my own life and guidance, how to protect my own energy. And what I found was like when I sit in nature and I just listen to the, the trees and the sound of the wind and animals and little noises that the bugs make I find like just this deep stillness and peace within myself and I can just definitely tell like the balance between the like the masculine energy which is more so the survival bringing that ego and pride and survival energy to make sure that you're you know safe protected secure but then the feminine energy is more like the, the nurturer, it's more the peacemaker, find the compassion, the love, the unconditional love within all the collective, what this purpose and path means to you, and how to use this divine energy to heal yourself and to heal the collective the best way you feel fit, because there is no wrong or right way, it's only just a learning, it's only evolving on this path of what we feel as is best for what we teach to the collective. Um, and that's why everyone who's using all these different perspectives, experiences, insight, ideas, and their own truth is helping, you know, all of us interconnectedly to evolve and grow into one, which we are. So I really love that you're using your your voice to guide our our ladies to kind of find a deep rooted sense of groundedness within themselves of what their purpose means to them and how to use their feminine energy to work with those modalities. I really love that. Yeah, because I think historically women have been at this disadvantage, right? I think all women, I will say most, if not all women hold this wound of, um, not being enough or not being able to use their voice for their truth. And we can go back lifetimes upon lifetimes of, of this suppressed wound that many women hold. And while it may not have originated in this lifetime, it certainly has shown up in this lifetime. And so that is when we find women not being able to step into their truth, not being able to be that sovereign woman that's that stepping into that internal divine power that's within them because it's been stripped from them over generations and generations. And so now is the time in the collective that 
we are breaking free from this and we're being called to embody that divine feminine again. And it's not to say that there's not a purpose for the divine masculine because there is, there needs to be that balance between the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And over this lifetime, women have been operating in this very divine, this very masculine setting. Um, I mean, our corporate world is dominated by masculine energy, and this could mean men or women possessing masculine energy. It just doesn't mean men. And so we need to really give women um, an avenue or an opportunity or a pathway to be able to step back into that divine feminine energy from a place, as you said, that's more loving, that's more peaceful, that's more at ease. And it doesn't mean that women are less powerful if they're operating from that place. It actually makes women more divinely powerful because when you can step into that and you can discern that divine feminine energy, that is a woman's superpower. And nobody will ever be able to take that from her. No one can question that when she's in that state. And so that is what I'm really passionate about, making sure women can experience this because it is it is really women's birthright to be dropped back into this divine feminine and from leading from this, this area. Yes, because when I'm working with the masculine energy, I feel like a more of a sense of a where you're always moving. It's like you're you can't just slow down. It's like you're always moving. But when you're in the feminine energy, you have you take the time to actually be in the present moment, sit in stillness, have a calm mind, find peace in the present moment. And it's like you actually get to learn what life means to you when you sit within yourself and just be present in that moment. And I've noticed when I was more so in my masculine prime time that I was always on the move. I was always trying to take on things that was sometimes out of my control. But when I'm stepping into my divine feminine, I feel like I'm surrendering and stepping back and just accepting what things are, accepting my ego, accepting my pride, accepting uh, what we would consider flaws, but which is just you evolving and growing and healing to find a new sense of perception within you know, oneself. So I feel as with this feminine energy that I'm stepping into, it's also helping me learn how to teach others how to just embrace their inner child, embrace their their more softer sides that makes them so supple. And like you said, yes, like a lot of our corporate and government is masculine-based energy. You know, it's always kind of more so giving us that fear-based control energy more so than just let's just be one, let's just be connected, and let's just fall back and surrender and let the energy of, you know, nature or the energy, like pure energy of consciousness to just seal us and make us kind of understand how to balance these energies as one. So um with with that being said so when you're working with the woman's circle facilitating right um how would you give advice about like insecurities and working with inner child wounds or traumas yeah that's a really good question um with my circles it's a it's a membership it's a monthly circle and so it's not like a one and done right because we are here for an for our soul to expand and grow and evolve and so wounds that run deep like inner child wounds trauma of any sort it takes a while to work through those um and so in the circles and in in the group programming it's we work at it from a place of, of where the women are at and we build on that. And so I co-create all of my teachings with my spiritual team. So I will tap into my spiritual team and get a sense of what the energy of the group is and what needs to come forth 
during that time. And then we will work from there. And that could look very differently one month to the next. It's rituals and it's tools because women are so overwhelmed, overworked and overstimulated that it's so important to be able to, to provide um, baby steps, right? And it might seem very, very simple, but they're very profound steps. So in everything I share with the women I work with, we are taking baby steps together. And over time, these baby steps will turn into massive shifts within their lives. I completely agree. It always takes baby steps. You can't just jump from one, one like little shift to one huge shift because um, the universe only gives us what we can handle at that time. And I really like that. You know, um, it kind of reminds me that instead of trying to take care of the whole cake, take a piece at a time and see how you feel each slice. It's really just taking in the present moment because I know that time isn't linear. So we have to sit in a place of what do we want? What are we gonna learn from the present moment and how we're gonna find the root problem from just what we kind of bring up from this moment and how are we gonna work with it and fix it or heal it or evolve from it at this moment. So it's really teaching you know, the ladies that you work with, the women, that we don't have to have everything figured out right now. It takes baby steps because if we had everything figured out right now, I'm pretty sure we would all be at one in a complete harmony, wouldn't we? Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. And it's important to know not to discount those baby steps or those small mm -hmm. steps. Um, because even in my own healing and my own work that continues to evolve, I'm taking baby steps each and every day and they're intentional steps because I know that these steps are leading to massive shifts and have had massive shifts in my own healing journey. And so it is with these baby steps that, that will transform into these massive um, shifts within our life. And, and that is what we are here to do is expand and grow our soul. And so it's constantly evolving. And, and I don't want to sound cliche, but it really is like peeling the onion, right? Like when we peel back one layer of healing and integrate that, there's another layer that's a deeper layer that needs to be um, looked at. And it's really, really important to celebrate the steps along the way, because those steps are leading to something that our logical mind can't even comprehend right now. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so now we're going to talk about your Akashic Records. Mm -hmm. And how would one access their Akashic Records? Great question. And so this goes back to the really tapping in and listening to your intuition, your inner guide. And so we have our team of guides with us all the time. We are guided every moment by every day, our higher self, our spiritual team. And so it is our job, if you will, to stop, slow down and listen to that guidance and because you're human, you have a soul. And because you have a soul, you have an Akashic record. And so think of your Akashic records as a metaphysical library, a blueprint of your soul. And every experience and emotion that it your soul has experienced in this life, past lives, and future possibilities. And so when you're connecting into your Akashic records, you're connecting into your soul. And you can do this. You don't have to be a psychic or a medium to be able to tap into your Akashic records. You just need to trust. You just need to surrender and trust that the guidance that is coming through is your highest self, is your soul connecting with you through your own Akashic records. Because your Akashic records are within you because your soul is within you. And so it is every experience and emotion 
And as you mentioned earlier, you'll you'll never get all the information at once because our nervous system wouldn't be able to handle it. And plus it takes the magic out of being human because we have to understand we are spiritual beings having a human experience. And so we are here on earth to have that human experience. And with that human experience, there's so much magic that we still need to explore and create. And we have free will. So again, um, whatever comes through your Akashic records, whether you're doing your, you're connecting yourself or you're doing a reading with an Akashic record reader or intuitive guide, then you have free will to act on it, right? Because not everything that messages that come through is what your logical mind is going to want to hear, right? Sometimes we want something to manifest to us in a much faster timeline than divinely what we are ready for. And so if your guidance is coming in and saying, not yet, you have to wait a little longer. Well, then we get impatient, right? And then we don't, that's when we like lose trust, but it's stick with that trust, stick with that messages that's coming in and know that whatever is coming in is for your highest and greatest good whether your logical mind wants to uh, believe it or not. I completely agree. And it's kind of like what, you, what we talked about, about kind of falling back from needing control and to surrender and just listen to what the Akashic Records um, is downloading into our diagram. I've had this experience where I accessed the Akashic Records and I didn't get the exact message that I thought I was going to get. It's not always as you expect to. Um, exactly. And it also can come a few days later. It doesn't come right then sometimes. Sometimes it can come to your through dreams. It can come um, a few days later. You can see signs or little miracles throughout the day. That also gives you the answer. So um, I got my answer through dream work. And it. I'm still trying to dilute the, the message from it. But at least we know that if you just ask and you tap into the Akashic Records, that it, you definitely get your answer. It might not be right away, but you still get it. And it, it's a very, um, very breathtaking experience just being able to connect with your soul and being able to just ask your higher self, like, hey, you, like, what's um, what do I need to know at this time? What, what, what gifts do I need to activate to heal? or to help the collective, what do I need to learn at this time that will make me connect a little bit more aligned to the frequency of the reality that my higher self is in? What would I need to do to align to that frequency, to be my best self, to be my best version, to align to that dream or design reality I want? So I love the Akashic Records for giving us the tool to be able to connect with our deepest forms of consciousness. And for those um, of your listeners that are just starting out and just tapping into their higher guidance for the first time or tapping into the Akashic Records for the first time, a great ritual is just find a quiet space where you're not going to be disturbed and just sit in silence for a few moments, just gathering yourself, grounding yourself and just asking what guidance do I need in this moment and just be very very simple because when we're starting out we don't necessarily want to ask these big life changing questions because it's like building a muscle right we're learning to trust what is coming through we're learning to hear the voice that's coming in and the voice that comes in is going to sound a lot like your own voice. And that's where people get confused or blocked because they're like, this possibly can't be my Akashic Records. If this is my own voice, this must be just a thought. But the more you stay in it and the more you trust it, you'll know it is actually your own voice. But your Akashic Records comes in with such unconditional love for you it comes in with this beautiful energy of 
ease and grace and all the messages that are going to come through are going to be filled with that unconditional love. And oftentimes when I channel for myself and for others, the messages are quite simple. And I remember an early on when I was starting to channel, I asked my guides, you know, these messages seem so simple. Are people going to understand them? Are they going to grasp them? And the guidance that I received was the messages come in simple, but they're profound. And so just because your message might come in and it might seem so simple that it doesn't seem like a message, it actually is. And we don't always have to, because again, as humans, we overcomplicate things. And so the messages that come in are can be simple. They can be just confirmation to what you already know. And so don't discount if you're just starting out and working with your own inner guidance, your own Akashic records, don't discount those quiet, subtle messages that come in, because those are going to build on a more deeper, meaningful message when they give you what it is you, that, you know, you're asking for. And then you take that intuitive guidance and take that inspired action if there is an action and then they'll know that you're ready for the next piece of information and the next and the next so think of it as building on to the story and soon you'll be in your Akashic records all the time every day downloading and getting that guidance that clarity that's then going to help you on your soul's path if you feel comfortable, would you like to share any experiences you have with yourself with the Akashic Records? I mean, I I go in my Akashic Records daily, if not more than once a day. And I've just over time have developed this beautiful relationship with, with my Akashic Records. And, um, and some days I go in and the messages are fast and furious that I can barely keep up. And some days I go in and it's silence. And that's an, another thing I feel like I should mention is if you if you go into your own Akashic Records or you've tapped into your higher guidance and nothing comes in, that's okay too. Because silence is all, also a message. It is, it is teaching you that it is okay to be in the silence. And sometimes it's not about receiving the messages. Sometimes it's just about sitting in that higher dimensional energy and just basking in that energy. Because regardless of if you're getting the messages, whether you're getting them clairvoyance, clairsentience, like any of the clairs that are coming in, regardless if you're seeing or hearing or feeling, the energy is always there. It's always there for you to access and just to be able to sit into it. Because when you're even sitting in the energy, you're still unlocking these codes for your soul to remember. So tell us a little bit about your energy healing and how did you start working with energy? Yeah, so that was when I had my awakening back in 2017, when I finally surrendered and said yes to exploring that's when kind of all the floodgates opened I began working with Reiki energy healing as one of my modalities then it just blossomed from there and honestly when I when I took my level one Reiki training I naively thought oh this is really cool I think I'll use this to charge my crystals at home and never really thought that I was being called to use it in practice, to use it to help people um, clear energetic blocks, stagnant energy. Um, and, and then once I started using it and practicing on myself and my family, I then realized how powerful energy is. And I went on and took further training in it and started and started to use it. And I wasn't even promoting it and people were finding me and asking me if I would do, do sessions on them and help them remove some blocks and just help them move through some things. This was 
happening. And so I decided to lean in knowing that this was where I was being guided and to just surrender to whatever that was. And, and as I did, and I started to open up my practice um, and work with people on this level, then more and more started to come into me. I started having the ability to connect at a higher dimensional level. And a lot of people I work with in this space will tell me that it is like energy healing to the next level is, is what they experience. Most of my clients will say that it is like a massage for the soul. So after a session, it really does feel like that connection, that massage for the soul, that that attunement, that realignment that they need, that their energetic body is craving. It's so needed right now in the world we live in where it's so fast paced and we're moving at such a high speed of consumption of you know news and social media that we are, because we are energetic beings, we are constantly consuming all of the energy that's around us, whether it's conscious to us or not, we are constantly doing it. And so that's why at the end of a day, we feel depleted, we feel exhausted, we feel overwhelmed, because you've basically been walking around as this open channel and consuming all of this energy. And so you need to release the energy. You need to um, realign that energetic body. And so energy healing is one of these ways that you can do that. And so it'll help you. And I also teach protecting yourself from other people and other things. Energy is so important. It's equally as important as clearing and cleansing is having that protective layer uh, around you. So you are not constantly taking on other people in other situations energy. Um, when I first started working with crystal energy healing, I used carnelian and citrine together. Um, I searched up the properties and this was about a year back. I uh, searched up the properties and I set the intention of what I want the properties to do. I kind of connected with the crystal, held them, like slept with them, and then woke up a few hours later and had all the properties of the crystal. I felt like I could take over the world. I was overly confident. I, you know, because Carnelian's a confident booster crystal. So I was like on top 10 confident I just felt like I could just get out there in the world at 3 a.m and just start doing a peaceful protest on rights I don't know it just it was funny um but uh speaking of crystal healing I'm in this class where we do um energy healing reiki crystal healing and learn different spiritual developments um, and yesterday during class, we just learned how to do crystal healing and how, um, depending if you're left-handed, that would be your projective hand and your right would be receptive. And if you're right-handed, and then it's the opposite, projective, and then your left hand is receptive. So, which means that your projective hand is what you're sending out, like energy is what you're sending out, and then your receiving receptive hand is what you're receiving, the energy you're receiving. So, they would make us put a our favorite crystal or just any crystal that you wanted the properties for a certain chakra or area of the body that you wanted to work with. You would take you would put it in your receptive hand, and you would just kind of connect with the crystal. Ask the crystal, okay, what areas do I need healing in the most? Like which areas do I need to be healed in the most? And you kind of sit there until you you just really connect. And I had selenite for my my choice. It's not my favorite crystal. I don't believe I have a favorite. Yes, see, I love selenite so much. So um, I don't believe I have a favorite crystal right now, but I love selenite. I mean, I have these, like, um, I'm not sure, I guess you call this a foot. I'm not good at measurements. Right, yeah. <laughs> a foot uh, crystals. Um, I have like 12 of them, just crystal um, logs, they would call it. And I love working with them. They always cleanse my space. 
And um, when I was just connecting with the Stella Knight, I felt like very cold on my sides, by my stomach. And then I felt like in my crown chakra, it kept pulling me forward. And I try to like, you know, like kind of sit up more. I tried to sit up just so like I wouldn't fall over. And it just kept pulling that energy out of like my crown chakra but forward. And I was like, okay, it definitely worked. And I felt more high vibrational. I was a little bit low energy beforehand. Um, I needed to cleanse and kind of clear my mind. And that really just took all that that energy that was stagnant and blocked, like real like fast. And I love that. So I love working with crystals. And as you were saying about clearing the stagnant energy and the chakra blocks, how when I was meditating and I would do energy healing on myself, I um, would kind of sit in a state of stillness. I am starting to do this uh, exercise, which is the acts of silence, or as they would call it, the vows of silence, which is where you kind of can wear the pin, like a pin on your clothes that says um, vows of silence, where you will not talk and you would kind of sit in stillness within yourself instead of looking for outside resources to heal yourself so I started doing the acts of silence um, through meditation and I bought the pen to wear it around to be able to learn what it is to cultivate an act of silence within myself and what it feels like to really seek within instead of seeking outside to to fix or heal or resolve my my issues and my wounds and when I found this exercise, it definitely changed me for the better because now when I'm in meditation, I can easily just, just listen to my breath and really ask myself, what do I need healing in? What do I need to work in? What is the root issue of this? You know, my shadow working or instead of like thinking that we're separate from the universe how we ask the universe as it's separate as us like in the universe is us we are one we are connected so instead of me asking as if my spirit guides are outside of me I ask them as they are me as we are one as we are a part of each other working together side by side so this helped me release a lot of the energy from the blocks that I did have um, I noticed that there was a shift in my throat chakra. My truth was more clear. Um, I had a very high shift in my crown chakra, which I felt like I was always like levitating a bit or just the high feeling of just overwhelmed of love. And my heart chakra felt more accept, accept accepting of this world, not judgmental of myself or others. I mean, the whole shebang. <laughs> uh, all my chakras just felt a lot more aligned and it really helped me find like the meaning of what I want my purpose to be. It's not always that you have to abide by the purpose that was given to you, but you also can find the purpose and what it means to you and kind of find the the way you would like to perceive the meaning of why you're here um since we are just pure consciousness experiencing itself we don't gen generically have one purpose we don't really have a purpose we create our purpose so it really helps when you're sitting in this meditative state and stillness and working with these energies and being able to align with who you are and all um aligning to like what you feel as consciousness is and how you perceive it it really it's really mind-blowing honestly it you you feel overwhelmed with unconditional love and peace just knowing that you don't need to abide by any social rules or even sometimes the rules that were set by you when you before you came on earth the, the plan our soul plan that we created before we came that we still can just create a little bit each on our path of what we decide our meaning and purpose means to us so I really do love energy healing because it kind of gives you a sense of a deeper meaning of what you want this life to mean to you 
and not ha have to feel as you're controlled by one perception of how to think of this reality and who you are. Yeah, because we're always evolving and growing, right? And so our purpose changes as we change. And that's okay. I remember growing up, I always thought, well, you only have one purpose in life and that's it. And then once you fulfill that purpose, you die. Kind of like, I know that sounds drastic, but that that's how I was brought up. And that isn't true. It It's always evolving there. And we're also building on our purpose too, just like anything else. When we're evolving, expanding and growing, we're building onto something that's so magnificent that our soul is bursting at the seams, but our logical mind can't comprehend. And so that's really a back to something that sounds so simple, but it always comes back to surrendering and trusting, right? And when you are in a full surrender to trust what is coming, you are letting go of that control. And I find that there's such this control grip that everyone has because the logic mind thinks that they can control the situation when an actual fact that is not true, right? There is, there is something more magical at play that we cannot see and we cannot hear. But if you just take some time to create that space, you'll be able to feel it. And you'll be able to feel that momentum building and it'll be that shift within you. And so if you can keep your energetic body clear and aligned, then you're going to arrive at this opportune time, this opportunity in a way that is aligned with your body, mind, and soul in the divine time that it was supposed to happen. And then when it does happen, and it will, you will be able to look back and connect the dots and realize like, oh, I was supposed to live through those lessons. Oh, I was supposed to learn those things along this pathway to get to this moment in time. Yes. Um, would you like to share any messages of wisdom that you feel as the collective needs to hear that has helped you on your journey? Absolutely. Wow, there's been so many. Um, but detaching from the outcome has been a really big lesson for me. I have walked the path of trying to control the outcome and everything in my life for many, many, many years. And I really learned the hard way about that we can't control the outcome. And I think you said it earlier, which was beautiful, is we can only control what's inside of us. So we can only control our own truth, our perception, our emotions, how we react to situations. But we cannot control anything that's outside of us. So we cannot control how others perceive us. We cannot control the outcome of situations. We cannot control our family members as much as we might want to sometimes and the actions and how they're living their lives. We can't control that. We can't control our perception of our employer or our boss or what our colleagues thinks of us. We can only control how we react to a situation and, you know, our thoughts within that. And that's really powerful when you can fully comprehend what's within your control and what's outside your control, you will realize that there is a lot that's happening in the external world that you have absolutely no control over. So if you would just allow yourself to let go, break free from that need to control, you will find that your life will begin to flow much more easily and effortlessly. And you will find that path of freedom. I think there's a majority of people walking around earth right now who are looking for freedom but they're looking for the freedom externally. They're not understanding that the freedom lies within you. And the, you know, the shopping spree is not going to bring you that freedom you're looking for, 
or that next job is not going to bring you that freedom you're looking for. And, or that, you know, ice cream cone is not going to bring you that freedom you're looking for. It is within you. And so you need to tap in. And I know a lot of people listening might think it's scary to be alone, um, alone with your thoughts, but it really isn't. And so it's an opportunity to go within. I think we're being guided to go within and, and use that as our internal compass to find that path of freedom, because that path of freedom is within us. It's our own perception, right? It's not what others are doing in that external world. And so I think um, that has been probably one of my biggest lessons on this journey so far is that I really don't have control over anything that's happening externally, but I do have control about how I show up and the gifts that I can share with others and how I show up and how I share and everything else is out of my control. That was beautifully put the way you said that. I love the way that you share your truth. Um, I completely agree. I feel as when you really take a step back and you just surrender and you don't try to be in control, that you find that inner peace, unconditional love, and unity that we all, you know, kind of want freedom for. And I've learned that freedom doesn't come from anything outside of yourself. It always comes from within. To find freedom is to make peace with yourself within. You cannot find freedom in your job. You cannot find freedom in a house. You cannot find freedom in a car, but you can always find freedom within yourself. And I kind of like to play a little bit of mind exercises with myself. You know, I say, okay, if you didn't have the option to have a car or a house or a dog or even shelter or food, you know, how would you choose to be happy and at peace? Well, the only way you would be able to do that is if you look within. Because how can you look without if those things aren't there? So it's very important that us as a you know collective raise the vibration of just surrendering and not always having to be in control because that also creates a stress inducing environment and then your energy is always low and sometimes stagnant or blocked because you're always trying to be in control and rushing and rushing you never clear your mind and take the time to be in the present moment um so we are going to just continue to raise the vibration of the planet. We will raise that, that conscious mind of unconditional love, acceptance, and unity for the planet. So we can, you know, create this harmony reality that we all wish for to find freedom within ourselves and live simultaneously um, together. Absolutely. That's so beautifully put. And I love the the vibration because I think a whole misconception around when people are manifesting is they're manifesting these these big things in their life. But what they're no, they don't fully understand. And what I want to say here today is you can't manifest from a place of low vibration. When we manifest and why our manifestations work is because we become an energetic match to what that manifestation is. And so if we're trying to manifest a new job and we're in a low vibration energy of blaming and shaming and feeling guilty and trying to control, then that job, if it has this certain energetic vibration to it if it's what's in alignment to your soul's path it may never reach you because energetically you may not rise to that level to match that manifestation and so that is a big lesson I also had to learn when I was calling in these things that I wanted abundance and expansion and, and all of those things into my life and I was being met with the complete opposite. I needed to realize, well, what, what needs to shift within me 
so that I may be able to raise my vibration to match that manifestation. And that shift needs to take place. And so that's also something I teach a lot of women is how do we make that shift? How does that shift happen internally? Because it's easier said than done, right? It takes a lot of unlearning and reconditioning of ways that we have been for so long to be able to make that shift. It's possible because if it can happen for me, it can happen for you. It can happen for all of us. And so I just wanted to say that little piece. I felt that that, that needed to come through. And it, it, it also applies to, if you wanna be the change, start within. Mm -hmm. If you want to see the change in your env in environment and your job and your family, like, you know, family situation, your friends, you always have to start within because we ultimately create the reality that we want. And we, if you, like you said, if you align to the frequency of your creation in that reality that's already designed perfectly for you, that is what you will shift to. And that also comes with, you know, rekindling some friendships or family um, family relationships that had issues. You can always rekindle them if you shift to this reality where you believe and as you are living as it already happened. So just because I chose and asked the universe, this is what I want, and that's what I focused on, and I allowed myself to shift to that reality, then I shifted. And even with shifting, it's always subtle. Sometimes you're not going to notice the shift, but just as long as you live in your daily life as you already shifted in that reality that you asked and asked for, and you focus on what you want, then you're there. And I notice myself shifting in lower frequencies and sometimes higher frequencies. And, you know, sometimes we have to catch ourselves when we're feeling a little low, we might be shifting to that reality. But that's why I also kind of do this practice where before I go to bed, always every day before I go to bed, I make sure to rise my vibration, meditate, clear my mind and set the intention of what I want and kind of visualize what I want as if I'm already living it right now. Because, you know, our when our bodies are resting at night, that's when we shift to our reality. When we wake up, that's when our body repairs itself. That's when we get our dreams and our subconscious uh, based on the level of how we were feeling. That's what message we're going to get. Um, and when, if, you know, if we're actual projecting or reaching into the Akashic Records or lucid dreaming, that's also kind of the energy that we get if we don't raise it before bed. So, I definitely believe in raising your vibration to match the energy of the reality that you want to create, that you, that as it's already created. You just have to believe it because it's already there. Absolutely. I agree a hundred percent. Thank you so much, Ashley Mack for coming. I did love you having you on the show. It was so awesome to see you and meet you and get your experiences and ideas and insight and your wisdom your beautiful wisdom about how to energy heal and uh, cultivate using the Akashic records in our daily lives and that what you how do you help your um, ladies and your women's circle facilitating service and thank you so much for coming on the show and just sharing this great perspective on how to live our daily lives and how we can raise the vibration of the collective Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. And I'm so happy we got to connect and talk about all of these topics that are so near and dear to my heart. So yes, thanks. of course. 